So your next host, he is stepping back up to the microphone, Curtis Sliwa. I got a bone to pick with you here, Curtis. As I was working a later shift last week, I wasn't here to hear it, but I gather you thanked members of the 77 WABC staff here on your show. But but I wasn't mentioned. Why is that? Well, the staff is lucky I even acknowledged them. That was a major, major concession of me to all of them, including Diego here behind the bulletproof glass, in which I could have strangled him at least four times over the past week. So the fact that I overlooked you, Bloomfield boy, is clear because you, who grew up in prestigious, am I correct, Glen Rock? Glen Ridge. Whatever. It's all the same. Full of rich people there in Essex County. You grew up rich, and you ended up moving to Bloomfield outside of Newark to become a hillbilly. And again, what did you do before New Year's in your backyard with that turkey? Deep fry. Yep, deep fry. That's why you got no acknowledgement from me. All right. If that's the explanation, at least I got an explanation. And then more importantly, buses of migrants have been arriving at New Jersey train stations. Uh, from what I'm hearing, not necessarily Bloomfield, and I haven't seen them, but the mayor of Secaucus says busloads of migrants have arrived at train stations there in Secaucus, and then these migrants are actually getting off the bus, taking the train into New York City, and that's apparently to circumvent Mayor Adams' executive order that says these charter buses have to drop people off in the middle of the day, only on weekdays. Let me tell you something. If they've actually walked over to the Frank Lautenberg uh, train station of New Jersey Transit and Amtrak, and they can actually find their way in that station, they deserve to be in New York City. I've been lost in that station. How many times? It's like a maze. You go from the angle to the dangle. Wait a second. I want to go to Rockland County, but you got to go downstairs, go to the left, go to the right. And then you're lost for a month of Sundays in a station that's like a mausoleum named after a U.S. Senator, Frank Lautenberg from New Jersey, who lived in Manhattan. Are you aware of that, James Flippin? I actually was not. The guy lived in Manhattan and he was your U.S. Senator in New Jersey. So what did you do? You named a station for him that takes you right into Manhattan. Aren't, aren't there rules against that? Or don't you have to live within your constituency? Who the hell ever obeys the rules of New Jersey? <laughs> the Sopranos state, right? You had one U.S. senator, right? At the time, the torch, Torricelli. Remember, he was Studio 54. He was hanging out with Bianca Jaguar. He was a cool, hip, happening guy. Then he had to resign because he was going to go to jail. And who replaced him? Bobby Menendez. He's going to go to jail. Look at Jim McGreedy on the comeback trail, not because he was a gay American, I resigned, but because he was greedy and was going to go to jail. Face it, you live in a state that's even more corrupt than New York State, and that's a hell of a lot to say. It is, and I don't know. I think I hear you say that a lot, you know, that New Jersey is maybe even more corrupt. I don't think I can disagree. Well, this is what I want to do for all of our listeners in New Jersey. Per capita, per person, they listen to WABC more than anybody else in the tri-state area. And they've been doing it since the days of the King of Talk Radio. Bob Grant did his live broadcast from the Rio Diner in Woodbridge, New Jersey. And do you know who the mayor of Woodbridge was at that time? Think about that, James Flippin. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Uh, Jim Florio. Close! Okay. Jim McGreedy. Oh, wow. And by the way, that was Bob Grant who started the campaign Florio Free in 93. 
There's still a bumper sticker up on a light pole in Montclair, by the way. I see it sometimes. Oh, you do? Yeah. That's the shrine to Bob Grant, <laughs> the king of talk radio. That's right. He launched a campaign, Florio for your 93, to elect Christine Todd Whitless, whose success at the polls was not only based on the support she got from Bob Grant, the king of talk radio, but the fact that her minions went out to suppress the black vote by paying black reverends to get up in their bully pulpit on Sundays, not to endorse Florio, but not to endorse her, it would be too obvious, and not to encourage any of their street workers to go out and get out the black vote for Florio. It's called, James Flippin, suppression of the vote, suppression of the black vote. And it worked. You ended up with Christine Todd Whitless as your governor. Oh, my God. I mean, then you ended up with Corzine, the chipmunk, graduate of Goldmine Sachs. He should have been in jail. Then you had Shamu El Jefe, Chris Christie. And then, naturally, another graduate of Goldmine Sachs, half in the bag, Jim Murphy, who's term limited out and wants to be replaced by other graduate of Goldmine Sachs, Steve Phillips in Jersey City. Now, how about we do this? Uh, Jersey City is a sanctuary city, correct? I don't have the list in front of me, but I have to assume that's true. Oh, come on. It is so liberal and progressive, right? I would be shocked if it's not. I'll say Uh, that much. Hudson County which the titular head is the crooked Bobby Menendez, who has said, let them all in, don't seal the border, let them all in, even if they're not Cuban, let them all in. Uh, Jersey City, Sanctuary City. Hoboken, Sanctuary City. Bayonne, Sanctuary City. Uh, The state of New Jersey, a sanctuary state. So I think it's time that your state does its fair share. And by the way, how come the illegal aliens don't want to go to Newark or Bloomfield? If you notice, when they're, when they're offered an opportunity of what city in New Jersey they want to go to, they say, definitely not Newark and not to Bloomfield, New Jersey either. That's totally off their radar map. I, I'm personally just absolutely heartbroken that they don't want to come to Bloomfield. And who the hell would want to go to Newark? Remember that, that steer, that bull broke out of a pen and was escaping on New Jersey transit? Remember the tracks there in Newark trying to get the hell out of Newark as quickly as possible? Ricardo, Ricardo the bull. Yes. That's right. Ricardo was now at a sanctuary, an animal sanctuary. But even Ricardo the bull didn't want to stay in Newark, man. He was like ready to bust out, bust his legs. It didn't matter. He would have jumped 40 feet in order to try to evacuate becoming a constituent of Raz Baraka, mayor of Newark. Have no no fear. Illegal aliens do not want to go to Newark. Uh, I think he wanted to go to the Ironbound section and get some Portuguese. Oh, Ironbound section and down neck and next stop. Oh, New Jersey Turnpike. And then, 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 yeah, we could go to Perth Amboy. Or the Performing Arts Center. Maybe he wanted to check out the Performing Arts Center. Oh, that's right. But no, no, no. I want to go to Perth Amboy and then South Amboy. And I want to go right on down to Dumont. Oh, yeah, I want to continue on and populate every community. But I stand here as leader of the rebels. And I'm putting my hands across America where the Republicans actually give me a better reception than the New York State GOP in New Jersey. I am prepared to help all of you listening to the most powerful radio station by day in the nation, the most powerful in the world by night. If you want to stop the illegal aliens from coming into Secaucus in the shadow of MetLife Stadium, the stadium of losers, because they want to realize the American dream and wait till they have to go into that mall and realize ain't nothing there. Ain't nothing worth going there. I will stand with the residents of Secaucus, James Flippin, and I will lead demonstrations and I will have my first arrest of civil disobedience right in Secaucus.
That's the offer I make to all of you, right outside the old pig pens of Hohokas. And I'll do likewise in Jersey City. And I'll do it in Hoboken. And I'll do it anywhere in New Jersey that the illegal aliens try to land in order to sneak into New York City on the PATH train and on New Jersey transit to buses. I stand with the residents of New Jersey. Well, I will also make a vow, Curtis, while you're in custody in New Jersey, I will bring you some deep fried turkey. Please spare me. They'll probably lock me up in Essex County Jail. I'll be battling with the Bloods and the Crips there. And, of course, the ever-growing presence of the Trinitarios, the Dominican gang that did not form in the Dominican Republic, but rather formed in Patterson, formed in Washington Heights and Inwood and the South Bronx, and has infected the island. I stand with residents of New Jersey where the GOP in New Jersey treats me better than the GOP in New York, which won't even acknowledge me. Do you know, James Flippin, I can attend event after event of the New York State GOP led by Ed Cox and his minions. And I could be sitting there festooned with my red beret, my red sateen jacket. And I could be doing jumping jacks. Here I am. WABC, former mayoral candidate who's gone out to support Republican candidates in New York and New Jersey. And do you know what I get for all of that? I don't even get acknowledged bupkis. I get ogats. They they acknowledge the waiters, the waitresses, the maitre d', the maintenance guy. A homeless person comes in trying to bum off a cigarette right at the bar. They acknowledge him, but they refuse to acknowledge me. That will no longer happen in 2024. James Slippin, because if I have to, I will move across the Hudson River like General Washington moved across the Delaware from Valley Forge and took over Trenton. That's right. Curtis Lewin may become a member of the GOP in the state that loves me better than my own home state of New York, which has performed a late-term abortion on me, New York State GOP. How do you like that, Flippin? Well, I mean, look, I am certainly very sorry that the GOP has not acknowledged you or thanked you for your efforts. Well, no, I can't imagine have, what that's like. They have words uh, for me, but we cannot repeat them on air or the FCC will bounce us off the airwaves. But let me give you an update on what's happening on our side with the invasion of illegal aliens. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, James Flippin. The invasion now goes into Secaucus. Next stop, hop, skip, and a jump into New York City, either across the George Washington Bridge through the Lincoln Tunnel, on the trains coming in and out of the Frank Lautenberg Station for New Jersey Transit, Amtrak, uh, the PATH train. You try to figure out your way around the, the Frank Lautenberg Station, and you deserve a medal. The newest scam. Involving the illegal aliens. Yes, that's what they are, Diego. You're a legal, a legal immigrant from Mexico. Don't hook yourself up with El Bisto, that train that is bringing thousands of illegals across the border. Separate yourself for one moment. Say, that's not my compadre. That's not my homeboy. That is an illegal alien. I am a legal Mexican-American who resides in America. Remember that. It's how you have to do it. But anyway, first... A group of slip-and-fall lawyers, liars for hire, uh, posted themselves outside of the first of the many places that I demonstrated against the invasion of illegal aliens into our city. And that was at Creedmoor in northeast Queens. There are now a single, a thousand single able-bodied young men of military age with nothing to do, nowhere to go. 
except to smoke reefer and drink cerveza across the street and become a menace to society of the surrounding areas, threatening to go into Nassau County. Do you know who met them in the little park across the street from Creedmoor, across Hillside Ave? A group of lawyers. And I thought for sure, God, they're finally responding. I've asked for lawyers to emerge, to represent the people of Northeast Queens, to go into court, to get a stay on the expansion of these tents in Creedmoor for the purpose of housing illegal aliens, single able-bodied young men of military age. No, Uh, it was a legion of lawyers who were practicing their martial art, which they do every day. There are nine of them for every one of us. You'll learn that quickly here in America, Diego. And they practice their martial art, I sue. And they were teaching the illegal aliens from Venezuela, from Mauritania, from Mali, from the Sudan, from Chad, from Senegal, how to do slip and fall. And it's not slip and fall on a sidewalk, you know, that's cracked. It's slip and fall by walking out into the street and pretending that you just got flattened by a city bus or a Nassau County bus or a car or a truck or a van. So immediately you take a dive, you're like flipper out of the water, you're flopping around. All of a sudden the lawyers show up, you know, and, and, they, and they refer you to a chiropractor and a doctor. It's all a scam. And everybody gets a third, including the illegal alien who says, wow, isn't it great to be in America? Not only do I get everything for free, but I get to pretend that I was injured in the streets of this great country of America. And then I get to sue and I get a third of the action. Yes. And now these liars for hire would not even represent the good people of Marine Park in Brooklyn and the surrounding area of Brooklyn that is in direct, uh, direct, uh, directly parallel to Floyd Bennett Field, which has been invaded and settled now by 1,700 illegals in the four tents that were constructed on runway 19, most of them women and children. They are being instructed by lawyers outside of King's Plaza on Avenue U and Flatbush Avenue, down to Avenue T. And you know what skill they're learning from the lawyers, Diego? The classic American trait of pretending that you just got hit by an MTA money-taking agency bus. The lawyers go into court. They have all kinds of documentation of doctors, shrinks, psychologists, and, of course, chiropractors to suggest that you are now incontinent as an illegal alien. You're impotent. You have nightmares at night. You can't think straight. You'll never be able to work a job again. You should be able to qualify for Social Security, you know, SSI. And, hey, guess what? Uh, That illegal alien will get a third of the settlement from the state of New York, the MTA. The other third goes to the liars for hire, the ambulance chasers. And the other third goes to the doctors or chiropractors. Isn't that the great American way? That's what the Russians learned when they came over. The bump and run. They would actually be in a car. They come behind you, Diego. You're right before Ocean Parkway. You see it's a red light, so you stop your car. The next thing you know, the Russians would hit you in the back. Four Russians in the car, and they would all fall out simultaneously and be claiming they have sacroiliac. There's Igor on the floor go, oh, my back. Then, of course, there's Fedoff over there, and he say, oh, my neck. 
And all four of them would scam the system. And then immediately a steerer would come out and a clocker. And they would direct you to a chiropractor and a doctor. And then you'd be represented by a lawyer in a class action suit. And suddenly you'd be swimming not in rubles but in money. And then naturally back then you got food coupons. That's right, stacks of food coupons. And you went into the nearby supermarket. And you learned the American way. I don't have to wait online. I don't have to pay in cash. I have food coupones. Food stamps, and I'm wearing a fur coat, and I'm dripping in jewels, and the working class people in the neighborhood are going absolutely out of their mind. What the hell is this? Well, they learned it's the American way. Scam the system. So now we turn it over to a new generation of illegal aliens coming into our country because we won't seal the border. And who's profiting? Lawyers. Because all those signs, 1-800-SLIP-AND-FALL-LAWYER, I'm sure you saw that when you came into America and you wondered, what the hell? Every few hundred feet, there's an advertisement for 1-800-LAWYERS, 1-800-LIARS-FOR-HIRE. Some guy named, uh, what the hell is his name, Rubenstein or whatever the hell who started all of this. And they just want you to sue, 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 sue. So welcome to America where you complain about the food that we pay for. By claiming you're not going to eat a bagel with a schmear, that it's not culturally appropriate. Complain about the fact that you're not in a five-star hotel. Instead, you're in the the old Milford Plaza Hotel right at 45th and 8th Avenue, a three-star hotel. Complain that you don't have an upgrade on your iPhone or your smartphone. Complain that it's not like in California where Governor Gruesome Newsom has signed a law today that will give full health care to every illegal alien who's invaded California, even though the state of California in Sacramento has a pending $86 billion deficit. Diego, isn't it great to be in America? And then finally, the cherry on top of the cake, you get to walk into a retail store. You get to take what you want, walk out, shoplift, boost, and nothing happens to you. Only in America. Only in America, the land of opportunity where you can get everything for free, 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 free. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. The trek, the exodus to Florida continues. Out of New York from Buffalo to Brooklyn, from New Jersey, Eastern Pennsylvania, Connecticut. But let's focus on New York for a second because New York has had the greatest mass exodus of any state in the nation of its uh, population. Even more so than California, which is under torrential waves now, cresting almost like mini tsunamis. Uh, deluges of rainfall. You name it. Every reason in the world to leave California. In addition to quality of life reasons, high taxes, just the whole nine yards. And yet more people are leaving New York State. 
So what who are incredibly uh, selfish, and let's see how we can make money on this politicians of both parties. What have they decided to do instead of just putting the brakes on and saying, wait a second. We've just seen the results of poll after poll. First, it was the Marist poll, which always leans left. Then it was the Quinnipiac College poll, which always leans left. And they have outlined from thousands of New Yorkers the reason that people continue to pack their bags and leave. And now that uh, slowly but surely mortgage rates are beginning to go down, how many more people are putting their homes up for listing? And if they get an offer, they're out of here. And if it ain't Florida, they're moving to Texas, Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, and parts unknown. Well, our uh, state legislature, comprised of both uh, Republicans and Democrats who always want to put their beaks in the trough and siphon off money, led by the chief executive of New York, uh, Governor Crime Wave Holcomb, have come up with a mig- a, a out-migrant Out-Migration Commission, O-M-C, an Out-Migration Commission. And you say to yourself, look, your board almost exploded there. I couldn't believe that we're going to put together a blue ribbon panel of 13 members, Republicans and Democrats, from both the State Assembly and the State Senate in Albany. And the cost will be millions of dollars to conduct hearings, have lawyers, do inquisitions, and then have town hall meetings all over the state. Johnstown, up in Batfia, Plattsburgh, Bingington, you name it. Every town will be entitled to its town hall meeting. And every local politician will put their beak in the trough, whether they're Democrats or Republicans. So this is led. This effort is, again, a bipartisan effort to rip off badly needed tax dollars. Badly needed tax dollars. We're already in debt to the tune of about $12 billion and it's growing. So instead, we want to add to that debt. So you have Assemblyman Santa Barbara from upstate, a Democrat, has joined with uh, State Senate uh, Tedesco from Saratoga Springs, the Republican. And they are looking to get funding for the commission in this year's budget. A final report and recommendation will be provided to the governor and legislature 90 days after the hearings are complete. And they're going to do this based on census data that showed that the state is continuing to lose people who are fleeing as quickly as they can pack their bags. The goal is to identify policies driving people away, for example. It would seek to identify how to keep people from retiring elsewhere. The out Migration Commission, the classic definition of a boondoggle. Now, I can understand why Democrats want to do that because it it hasn't yet dawned upon them why people want to leave. Why people want to leave. Because they're being told to leave. First, it was Andrew Evilized Cuomo in 2014 who said, if you're not a Democrat, get the hell out of here. It was followed up about two years later by then Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, who said, go back to Ohio, go back to Iowa. You don't belong here. Only the people who helped build New York City belong here. And then, of course, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who before she took on Lee Zeldin, winner of the Republican primary against Andrew Giuliani, Bob Astorino and Harry Wilson, 
Uh, she immediately launched a tirade against him by saying, if you supported Trump, Zeldin, or Molinaro, pack your bags, get on a bus, go to Florida, and stay there. And by the way, when the bus comes back, it'll be bringing back illegal aliens to take your place. Right? All of that. And they are amazed why people are listening to them and fleeing New York State in record numbers. I will tell you this. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot let the Republicans get it, get away with this. You've got to reach out to your county leaders. You've got to reach out to State Senator Tedesco from Saratoga Springs. You've got to reach out to the New York GOP chairman, Ed Cox, and to every other affiliated member of the New York GOP delegation up in Albany and say, what the hell are you guys and gals doing? You're pimping the ride of the taxpayer? It's bad enough Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb is promoting a blue ribbon panel to explore possibly giving reparations, 40 acres and a mule, to African Americans who can prove that their history is traced back to slavery in America. That's bad enough. We don't have money for that. But now we're going to have money for a new commission to try to figure out why people are leaving in massive numbers. All you got to do is listen to WABC. In fact, uh, what you ought to do, Diego, is send them a tape of the various programs in which our callers have called up from other states. North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Texas, no longer living in New York State and explaining the reason that they fled. What a bunch of idiots. What a bunch of grifters. What a bunch of folks who are only interested in lining their pockets, the pockets of consultants, the pockets of lawyers, and then basically saying, we've got this white, this white paper that we've published there that says exactly why people are leaving. I can tell you why they're leaving. There's no affordable housing. Quality of life sucks. Crime is up because cops are not making arrests. The illegal alien uh, invasion is strangling us. The education in the public school system sucks. Need I go on and on? I think that's just five there. Diego, we got to start there. We can continue to add to it. And by the way, also today you're going to see government in action doing the right thing. Again, I think we're going to applaud the actions of the Port Authority. That is a combined group of law enforcement that has been appointed from both the New York State side and the New Jersey side by Governors Murphy and Hochul. If you remember, it was last week uh, the uh, rabble, the Hamas supporters, tried to block the entrance to JFK when people were leaving for the long holiday on the Van Wick Expressway. Within a half hour, the Port Authority police responded. They arrested 29. They put them down on their tuchus on the roadside. You saw them cuffed. They brought the tow trucks in. They took the car caravan away. Well, they're coming back for more. The Port Authority police do it the best. They show exactly how you do enforcement, unlike the NYPD, which has been handcuffed by Mayor Eric Adams, who was crying last week. Oh, I shouldn't have signed that consent decree. They won't let the cops do anything but other than look at demonstrators. Look at what happened yesterday. They did a great job of keeping them out of uh, Times Square when the ball was dropping. But these demonstrators went into Macy's and set off smoke bombs. How many got arrested, Diego? None there. One got arrested for making noise out in the streets. Everybody makes noise on New Year's Eve, right? So yeah, they figured, I guess, after a full day of them going up and down the streets, causing problems, vandalizing, graffitiing, 
uh, interfering with people's rights. We got to bust at least one. Let's bust them for making too much noise. How ridiculous. Watch today at 2 o'clock as the Port Authority cops, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, shut down this caravan of Hamas supporters and do it all legally, but move swiftly, expeditiously to support the law-abiding, tax-paying people and not to cater to the interests of the radical elements, the Democratic Socialists of America, and the Hamas supporters who think they're going to leave the pier on Canarsie, go down the Bell Parkway in a vehicular caravan, and close down JFK at Terminal 4. Go ahead, Hamas supporters. Knock yourself out. The Port Authority cops are going to bag you, tag you, cuff you, and stop you again in your tracks. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Ladies and gentlemen, starting a tradition here at WABC, and it's the awarding of the first annual Yoko Ono singing awards of people who totally can't carry a tune and should relegate their singing to the shower stalls. Those are my colleagues here at WABC. And just like every year, you have the Razzie Awards right before the Academy Awards. And the Razzie Awards are for the worst, the absolute worst films of the year. Uh, We are going to give out an annual Yoko Ono Singing Award to the worst singers here at WABC who won't shut their mouths, who don't understand this is talk radio, not radio where the host or hostess sings. First over the weekend, our own owner and operator, John Kachimatidis, and Anthony Weiner decided to sing instead of talk. Happy New Year. Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's, the future's that ours to see. Hey, Sarah, Sarah. Have a Cut it out. Oh, God. That was horrible. Hey, Sarah, Sarah. I don't know who was worse, John Katsimatidis or Anthony Weiner. Neither of them could carry it to So, obviously, they're, they're, they're definitely in competition for the annual Yoko Ono Please Don't Sing on WABC Award. Number two, a man who fashions himself as a karaoke singer now instead of a talk show host, Dominic Carter. Let's go to Linda, our friend Linda on Long Island. Linda, what's on your mind? Okay, Dom. First of all, I agree with you. The most important thing is we should never sing. That was a great (laughs) song. I love that song. Right? I mean, <laughs> I don't believe it. Hey, Linda, I, never, Linda. I never heard you say And Dominic Carter here with you in for James Golden. You know, folks, I am a fan of uh, Boy George and, and his music. Uh, that was one of his uh, biggest hits. Uh, Comma Chameleon or something like that. But red, golden, green, red, golden, green. Anyway, some of you have told me don't say it out. That's the number two nominee for the annual Yoko Ono I Can't Sing Award, but I force it on my audience. So we have John Katsimatidis in the running, Anthony Weiner, their duo. We have Dominic Carter. 
And then, of course, weighing in on this is the Mameluke Frank Morano from the other side of midnight. I wish I were an Oscar Mayer Frank. That is what I truly like to be. For if I were an Oscar Mayer Frank, everyone would be in love with me. Oh, I'd be so savory and oh, so fine. With the flavor that's truly divine. I'd be juicy, plump, and oh, so grand. The tastiest Frank in all the land. Oh, I'm glad I'm an Oscar Mayer Frank. That's what I'd really love to be. Cut it out. I'd rather hear Yoko Ono, to be honest with you. That, that was horrifying. I think we can all agree, Matt Meany, our program director, Diego board operator, and our newsroom, they're all nodding that, yes, Frank Morano has taken the lead from John Katsimatidis, Anthony Weiner, and Dominic Carter. Absolutely the worst. He's got deaf, deaf ear, and he, 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 no tone, can't carry a tune. And by the way, if I were Rachel, his wife, and Carmine, his two-year-old son, I would not even let him sing in the shower stall. That was horrific. Now, not to be outdone, Michael Mbaricic, Rudy Giuliani singing on his show. I traveled each and every highway and more, much more than than this. Yeah. I did it my way. <laughs> I love that song. Cut it out. Oh, God. You know, Rudy always wanted to be an opera singer. But, I mean, he can't carry a tune. Not as bad as the Mama Luke Frank Morano. But really, Rudy, stick to talk radio. It's WABC talk radio. Not, I'll sing my way through a talk radio segment. But if that ain't bad enough. The Peacock in the Morning, who will return tomorrow, Sid Rosenberg, was singing along with his executive producer, Justin, I love the Philadelphia Phillies, whatever the hell his last name, Ellick is. So sing, um, we had it all, we had it all, just like Bogey and Bacall, just like Bogey and Bacall, starring in our own Late Late Show, starring in our own Late Late Show, selling away to Key Largo, selling away to Key Largo, it's not terrible, not terrible. No, well, both of you are are about Jupiter away from the the actual actual key. key. I sang, yeah. a, I sang a pretty good guy with no voice. Like up there? Like that yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. That wasn't Cut bad. it out. Oh, God. And then, of course, there's your guy, Diego, who loves to do the musical accompaniment by sometimes pretending to be one of these three figures in music history, either Barry White, uh, Vaughn Harper, The Quiet Storm of WBLS, or Frankie Crocker of WBLS. All three of them are no longer here. They've left this plane. So who has inherited the mantle? Self-appointed guy who cannot carry a tune. The former Urkel of Jackson High School in Southeast Queens. Yes, our own James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. What are you crying for? Because I'm such a cornball. No, because I'm a cornball. No, it's... 
Barry on WABC. Nothing is going to go wrong. We feel inside of us that, that everything we have is only here for today. But it's actually here next Tuesday on Election Day. But every now and then, two people get Are you kidding me? Find that certain thing. That certain thing that makes them want to just... Just keep it. Get rid of... Just keep it that way. The people that have been causing so many problems in America. I don't want you to feel You have to go through these changes, man. We don't have to go through these changes. We can do something about it. No way. No way. You having a good time, Joe? I am. Very white. I know that. Our love is different. Our love is so different. Our lives will be different. Our lives will be different after Election Day. Just trust me. Trust me. Get the Democrats out. Trust me, life will be amazingly better for all of us in these United States of America. Now that I'm here, no more to increase the. Uh, oh my God, James Golden sucks. Barry White, Vaughn Harper, Frankie Crockett, he's not. I think in order, because I have to recuse myself, I have a prejudice. I've made a New Year's resolution. I confronted our owner-operator this morning when he joined me and Andrew Giuliani, substituting for Sid Rosenberg. I said the resolution should be to prevent any host or hostess from singing on the radio station. And he took umbrage to that because let's go back to the first song of John Katzmatidis and Anthony Weiner after they were slugging it out for an hour. On Saturday, when John told me to stay home, something you never tell me to do, he said, hey, take a powder. I got Anthony Weiner on Saturday. And after they're battling each other, I mean, throwing verbal blows at one another, they go out arm in arm singing Que Sarah, Sarah. Happy New Year. Sarah, Sarah. Whatever, Whatever will be, will be. The future's, the future's not ours to see. Oh, God. Hey, Sarah, Sarah. Have a happy New Year, folks. I can't be happy after listening to all these guys and gals. Cut it out. I tell you what. We're going to put together a blue ribbon panel. Since everybody likes to put together blue ribbon panels for reparations, for out-migration, this is not going to cost any money. We're going to sit down the Prince of Staten Island, Vinnie Madunio. The greatest DJ of all time, Bruce Merrill, a.k.a. Cousin Brucey. Tony Orlando, Without Dawn. And, of course, Jersey Joe Piscopo, host of the nationally syndicated Frank Sinatra two-hour extravaganza that uh, is sweeping the nation. I Ramsey Mazda. I think we'll put it to before the panel, and they'll, they'll do the ratings. To see who actually wins the annual Yoko Ono award for individuals who cannot carry a tune, cannot see. Can I have a little Yoko Ono right now to sort of tune up? It's like when you tune a piano. Okay, tuning the voice of somebody who cannot sing. 
somewhere upstate where Yoko Ono has moved from the Dakota mansion at 72nd and Central Park West. Yoko Ono is chasing away all the deer, all the beer, bears, all the squirrels, all the possums, all the raccoons. Worse than Love Canal with toxic waste. You don't want to be anywhere near Yoko Ono. But I will say, I want to take a page from the King of Talk Radio, Bob Grant. He never sang. He would leave it to his audience. And the greatest song that I've ever heard on WABC in all the years that I've been broadcasting, 35 and before that listening, was the Mario Cuomo song that was composed by one of our many listeners to the king of talk radio, Bob Grant, at that time. And Bob, I haven't heard the Mario song all week. Do you mind if I indulge? Uh, Go right ahead, Marty. Mario was in the main. He can run New York State, but all the streets are full of hate. When he comes to town, here is what we say. Mario was in the main. To the Oprah, such she. Mario, Mario, Mario. Hey, Mario. Actually, we forgot to say, uh, Mario, listen to me. Translation, Mario, listen to me. You're absolutely a scoundrel. Okay? Translated. Mario, azendame. Tuzebrobino sfacim. See, probino is uh, absolutely. And sfacim, according to scholars, is a scalawag, scoundrel. Low life. You get it? Okay. You get it there, uh, Diego? We got to do one now for Andrew Evil Cuomo, right? New generation. So I'm going to be looking for talent out there of our many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners. By day, the largest radio station in the nation. By night, the largest in the world. To come up with a Andrew Evil Cuomo tribute. Similar to what we heard in the days of the King of Talk Radio, Bob Grant, the Mario Cuomo song. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. See, Diego, this is good singing. Doo-wop, acapella, an ode to the Coney Island that so many of us baby boomers grew up with. And today, with the annual polar bear mad dash into the Atlantic Ocean to begin the year, we've come full circle. When I say we, I mean I and the guardian angels, especially when it deals with Coney Island. I can remember in 1981, we were coming out of the Bronx on the D train. Last stop, Stillwell Avenue, Coney Island, just like a scene out of the Warriors. Remember when the Warriors ended up back at their home base, Coney Island? 
and everything was straightened out, well, we were asked to come in and straighten out the fact that the crazy homicides, a vicious street gang, were shaking down vendors and were bothering people who felt that they had to retreat into the subway whenever it got dark and couldn't enjoy Coney Island. So we went to war against the crazy homicides. The cops in the 60th precinct there stayed in the precinct house. And slowly but surely, we took back alleyway by alleyway, ride by ride, until we had liberated Coney Island from the crazy homicide. So that was notch number one on our belt. Number two, you may not be aware of this, Diego, but in the year 2000, I was elected to be... The king of the annual Mermaid Day Parade. I was King Neptune. And do you know who my queen was? Queen Latifah. Yes, Queen Latifah from East Orange. You know, who uh, was walking side by side with me, dressed in her Egyptian garb as I was. And after we walked through the hot, sweltering streets, it was like 110 degrees in the shade. All the women there... And some of the men who said they were women were exposing their mammary glands. Uh, Some of them had little pasties on, others didn't, as they pretended to be mermaids. And at the end, as we went all throughout Coney Island on the boardwalk in the streets, we went to the seaside there where the swimming area is. And Queen Latifah was throwing from a basket all kinds of fruits in a very decadent and debaucherous, hedonistic way into the drink. And I had to swim out there and retrieve it. And the crowd went absolutely crazy. So that's notch number two. And then today I was very proud that to welcome in the year 2024 for the very first time, even though we've been patrolling Coney Island since 1981. Members of our Coney Island Guardian Angels, led by their leader, Jose Crazy J. Gonzalez, joined by Oliver Brider Wong. Yeah, I know, I know, I always say, uh, never trust anybody with three names, right? Isn't that what I always say, Diego? Hey, these are Guardian Angels, I trust them. I trust them with my life. And Kimberly Sketch Torres joined hundreds of Polar Bear Club members assembled on the sands and went diving into the drink to welcome uh, in the new year. And oh, what a difference. I know there's global warming and climate change because it wasn't freezing out there. I remember when first going to see the first polar bear plunge, it was like 10 degrees below zero wind chill factor. Whatever happened in those days? Oh, they're gone. Let me make mention some breaking news that I'm going to have to follow up on because, you know, the Rip and Read is always uh, focused on breaking news here. Before you read about it, hear about it anywhere else, apparently with the announcement by Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, of him rolling back all of the restrictions that were imposed on the nightclub industry, the restaurant and bar industry by my Kumbadichi, Rudy Giuliani, in 1993, when there was absolute anarchy in the streets, when fights would take place in a club or a bar, and the bouncers and management would push it outside, deal with it outside. It's not our problem. Fights in the parking lights. Guys would go to their cars, get their guns, shoot, deal drugs. And one of the worst purveyors was Jimmy Rodriguez, 
who had his cafe there on West Fordham Road before you took the bridge over to uh, Washington Heights. Jimmy's Cafe. Castro went there on his visit to America, but normally he was hosting, I'll call it an eclectic group of people. A lot of drug dealers, a lot of thugs. So bad that Major League Baseball ordered all of its baseball players to stay away from Jimmy's Cafe. Well, he set up a con sofrito in the Bronx. It's become a hangout for Mayor Eric Adams, who loves to sample the nightlife. And yes, the police commissioner missing in action, Eddie Caban. But guess what the buildings department did uh, before the start of the New Year's weekend? Apparently, he didn't have the proper permits, and they closed down his party room of about 800. So he's left with a restaurant. Hey, let's keep the old school rules. Don't put the new rules into play or corruption will return to the big NYC, Eric Adams.